systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. Hello, everybody, from the sunshiny... Catalina Mountain Side. It's Pat and AJ, Pat and AJ Podcast. This is episode 48, live from Arizona. A little bit of swamp ass going on today. Think I've, so? Oh, I've been sitting in the same place, like working for uh, a couple hours now, so. See, I gotta tell you what, my man. My butt is sweating. My, uh, my swamp, and, and I'm a, being a native Midwesterner, and since about the age of 22, kind of a bigger dude. Which just means I gained a bunch of weight in college. <laughs> I never right. lost. Isn't it. that funny? Uh, I can tell you that my swamp ass game is definitely way down out here in the dry heat. What did you do to yourself? You are bleeding. Oh, I was out there. Your forearm. Um, look. Yeah, I was trimming. Oh my god. We, we have these. What are they called? You know the proper names. Oh, it's. A, I think it's a pygmy date palm tree. Okay. So we have these palm trees right in our backyard here in the new home in Oro Valley, Arizona, and. They'd been trimmed. AJ done some trimming, and then she had bought, like, the actual tools. So, you know, you kind of stare at something long enough, and you start thinking, I maybe I'll trim that one a little bit this way, that one that way. So I got out there in my new sun hat, by the way. Yes, he did get myself. a new sun hat from a hattery. <laughs> is that what it's Shout called, out. a hattery? Shout out to, uh, I believe it's Arizona Hatters. Yes, it is. Arizona they were Hatters. super cool people. In uh, Tucson. A fantastic uh, hat store. Not just cowboy hats, but all kind of hats. But I slapped on my new sun hat that I got from them, my Stetson. And I was doing some trimming. Apparently, I got stuck a few times. Yeah, you are bleeding. You're like that scene from uh, Step Brothers where uh, John C. Riley's walking through the plaza with like a giant cut on his head and everybody's like, ah! (laughs) You are bleeding. I've officially crossed over into my grandfather territory because this is what he would look like when he got in from doing the yard work outside, yeah. we, we we had like rose bushes in the house growing up. I mean, I have cuts all over my forearm, but I also learned because I did it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do you need to wear gloves, you got to wear long sleeves because those trees will mess you up as, as you can see. Well, I didn't like set out to do it today. I just no. kind of sat down and I'm looking at it. And you have the little saw thing right next to it. So it's just like, well, while I'm sitting here, let's do it. Let me do it. And then yeah, I got stuck a few times. But yeah, my grandfather, you saw he's walking the house after yard work. All bloody. And he had random like splotches of blood. And you know how you are <laughs> as a kid. Like that shit freaks you yeah. out. I'd be like, Grandpa. He's like, what? This is fine. Uh, yeah, pretty much every, go wash up real fast. every plant here in Arizona will jump They'll out kill and kill you. They'll kill you <laughs> I haven't found anything that's safe yet that doesn't have prickly fronds or something on it. So uh, welcome here to episode 40 of the podcast and this is big news by the way we want to let everyone know to make sure if there's one podcast that you're around for one episode that you make a concerted effort to check out um, we are going to in one week's time in our uh, 50th episode because you know 50 is kind of a big number it's a big number right it's a nice round number Uh, we're going to do both a audio and video component uh, to that that episode now we've just been a an audio podcast, and we know the big thing is now everybody makes it a 360 experience, and they got videos, and they release clips on YouTube and Instagram. Listen, 
I don't got a goddamn production team behind me. No. But I do understand how sometimes you're like, hey, maybe I'd like to watch. Well, and here's the thing you got to remember, too, is a lot of these people who are doing podcasts that are a 360 experience that have video like stars. and live feed. Well, no, they're not necessarily stars. Well, they're stars. Yeah. Either they're stars with a big production team or they are people who are just desperately trying to get their podcast out there. You and yeah. I kind of fall in the middle where, like, we had a pretty successful radio career for 15 years. Yeah. And so we are just transitioning into podcasting. So I don't really feel like we need the video, but if people will watch it, I'll do it. I mean, it's not it's not hard. We're like uh, Joe Budden, like when he retired from being a rapper to become a podcaster. We just retired from radio to become podcasters. Who did I read yesterday was, she wasn't a podcaster, YouTuber turned, she's just been cast as Snow White in the live action Disney remake. Okay. But it was just so weird to see like YouTuber turned star. You know what I mean? Well, like, you know, we had and just... And she's wildly talented. She's got a beautiful yeah. singing voice. She's gorgeous. But you just, you know, forget that people do start out that way. Now. Well, we had um, talked about, and just real fast before we move into this. So, you know, 50th episode, if you guys have ever wanted to watch us do the podcast, um, we'll show you how. We'll release an episode that is both, uh, you know, you can listen to it this way, and then we'll put it up on YouTube. Yes. Where it's a, a complete you video can wa- experience. You can watch us swat away all the desert flies. Yeah, like we recorded <laughs> outside um, here in Oro Valley, so at least it's a little bit scenic. So, um, But, yeah, no, I was just watching some show. There's a show on Vice, and it's hosted by Paris Hilton, which is weird because Paris Hilton is now talking in her real voice. Like I didn't she, know that wasn't her real voice. Yeah, that that kind of happened a few years back when she. So didn't you watch a documentary on her or something? Yeah, they. Well, I've always been. Well, first I was like a lot of other because we're about the same age, me and her. So I was like, Is she in her forties, close to, if not oh, like thirty nine, forty. I gotta yeah. Google this. Her and Nikki are right around there, but I thought she was hot when she came out. I remember I bumped into her when she was dating Nick Carter in. Um, Park City, Utah. It was during the Sundance Film Festival. She's 40 on the head. 40 on the head. See? Told you. You forget we old, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I'm not. Trust me. We I don't old. forget. <laughs> I haven't forgotten at all. But, uh, yeah, no, like the last couple of years, she's kind of reemerged. And she's re- like the biggest thing is, is she's leading this effort against this uh, boarding school that she went to. Okay. That she says abused her and other students. and Shocking. I know, right? I think all of us are like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds like rich people send their kids to some place that just beats the shit out of right. them into submission. Psychologically, mentally, physically, whatever. But, yeah, her big thing is in this new documentary she put out, she she talks in a real voice, and sometimes she catches herself slipping into, quote-unquote, the character. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I just have to remember that I don't do that anymore in front of cameras. And so she kind of is a precursor to even Kim, even the Kardashians, by the way. Yeah. Remember. She was before the Kardashians. Remember, she employed Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Kim, Kim was her Kim assistant. Kim worked for Paris. Right? So she predates all that, and now she has this new show that is on Vice, and it kind of explores, like, really the new content creators who use every asset to them, to their ability yeah. to launch their career. Where back in the day, if you were a singer, what'd you do? I don't know. You went to New York or L.A. and you did open mic, mic nights and you dropped off your demos. If, you know, you were an act, there, there were so many, like, just binary channels of how yeah. you did things. If and, you were a comedian, you did stand up until, you know, Lauren Michaels called you for an SNL. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And now it's like you can do, all right, so if I'm a singer, I'm going to be, you're probably going to have a look too, right? So you're a model and you're a singer and then you can have a podcast and it can be a video podcast and it's, so it's so much more to them. 
Yeah. But to us, we're just fucking retired radio people. <laughs> and I, just, I have no... This is the best it's going to get, man. But it's a really cool show that she's um, hosting on Vice. I forget the name of it, but just look. And it's interesting because she's kind of like the mother hen. She's grown up now, yeah. Like, she's the one... Like she and, and she only hosts it, and by host, I mean she gives you a quick intro and a quick outro. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be into a lot of hard work. <laughs> But I, Which but she but she's like be. a producer behind it and stuff, and more so, it's her kind of like doing almost a fucking warning. It's yeah. almost like she's doing the, so everything's not always what it seems in this land, and never trust. Like I'm like, yeah. holy shit, are you the motherfucking goose? She is of all the of all the reality stars of like the young, just up and coming content creators, whatever yeah, the fuck it is you do. Like you, you're the one telling them, like, hey, don't fuck it up because I went to jail. You got to remember though, she has. One advantage over most the money, yeah, most content creators. Content creators don't make barely yeah. any money. Most of them are just in it for the exposure. But I think she has a pretty nice nest egg to fall back on. But it was funny because she was kind of um, in this series. They feature like one of those LA kids that is like that. That is just comes from some kind of money and doesn't really do anything yeah. except be cool and try to be in a scene. And I'm like, shit, she's probably like, that was fucking me. That was me, And she knew she fucked it up when she went to jail. Everything, you can blur a line of reality between what's an act, what's a shtick, what is, what's not. Yeah, but once you go to jail, it's pretty much over. But as soon as you start getting carted off, that was like, who was it? That uh, Takashi 6ix9ine, the rapper out of New York. Who wanted to be a gangster until he went to prison? And now it's not so fun, is it? You know, like like when when people been better off just being a rapper, right? So when people start crafting and curating these images, that that line can be so fucking blurred, man. And I think it's it's just weird to admit, like you said, she's forty now. So Paris Hilton, um, who once was the epitome yeah. of the spoiled bratty young, famous for being famous, she's the one like, all right, look, th- these are the pitfalls you yeah. need to avoid. It's, it's crazy stuff, man. So that'll be a big experience that we'll do once on, on the 50th. And we're not going to do it more than that. Probably, uh, probably, I mean, unless probably you, be like too much. I mean, I mean, I can see who views it. So if you want us to do it, you have to watch oh, it. Oh, don't give it a lot of views. Listen, if you guys give it a, <laughs> if that video gets a lot of views, then she'll immediately be like, that's it. We need to hire a video production team. I am the video production team. And we're going to set it. <laughs> By the way, can we real fast before we get into everything today? It's going to be a fun podcast because we're talking about Britney Spears. How can it not be a fun podcast? When you get AJ, AJ, to not only one, talk about Paris Hilton, two, talk about Britney Spears. She's always been very, she's not like to breach this subject, but I think we finally got her over. Um, Before all that, congratulations to you. This one over here is um, just, I mean, you are uh, just diving into the deep end of your new freelance writing career and you are fucking killing it man i'm trying i haven't seen any money yet but i'm working on it she's uh (laughs) you know aj when when i made the decision to go back to school for my master's in social work and become a clinical therapist aj was you know because i was done with the radio career thing and we were both and it was a mutual decision it's not like he said i'm done with radio and i said i'm not like it was it's fine but, you know, you were then at that point also forced with that decision of, well, what do I do? And, and for, we had to have the d- discussion of, do I have to work full time? Can I work part time? Because, unfortunately, when you're good at things in the arts, you know, writing. A lot, and, of, a lot of exposure pay. You know, we love to if, pay you with if, exposure. If that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely looked you, at. You hang painting on wall in restaurant. Exposure for you. Eh? 
doesn't always equal out to a paycheck. So we had to kind of figure out like what I was going to do. And <laughs> luckily with Pat's new career, making like real people money, yeah. which, um, you know, we haven't really seen much in our careers. I can kind of do five or six little things and, um, you know, we can exist that way. But so you kind of made the, the effort to go, I'm going to be a freelancer, which for any freelancer, no matter what it is you do, I mean, you could be a freelance independent contractor. Yeah. Right? Anyone, That's another word. I, I had to sign a contract the other day saying that yeah, I'm an oh, independent yeah. contractor. Yes, you are, ma'am. Um, but so anyone out there who isn't part of, you know, a every two-week paycheck kind of system, you can probably relate to, to AJ where she's – making an effort to use her talents and maximize it, but it's a lot of little hustles yeah. that then add up into a paycheck. And even though in the beginning it's, yeah, it's slow, you got to, you know. I think by the time this is all said and done, I'll have one, two, three, four yeah. little hustles. Yeah, look at that. Congratulations. She's been so, she really doesn't, we all know, she doesn't realize how awesome she is. And that's most people, by the way. You listening right now. Yeah, you. You're awesome. You don't realize it. Other people think you're awesome. You're awesome too, Pat. Thank you. I know. I See, that's the thing. Uh. You know. <laughs> but you listening right now, whenever you're listening, you are awesome. And you are probably much harder on yourself than your worst critic. Yeah. We're our own worst enemies. So, AJ, I mean, she has literally been just having anxious days and sleepless nights about just what am I going to do with my it's, life? It is just very weird to be almost 40 and have so much experience in multiple fields, have a college degree and not be able to find a job that but, A, pays well or B, offers benefits. It is, it's a little weird. But don't you realize you're at the crisscross? I'm so, that's yeah. why I'm so happy being Clark 43. It's my new name since I'm no longer Clark 42 because I turned 43, sure, 43 last week. Um, I don't know about you, but I used to like read stories about just, I don't know, whoever the fuck, famous people. I'll take one for example, like Timothy Leary, right? And everyone thinks of Dr. Timothy Leary as the Pope of Dope, the LSD guy, and that's all they know. No one realizes that part of his life started when he was 40. Yeah. That up until then, he was a Harvard uh, professor and had worked at all these Ivy League schools, and he had this other career, and that at some point in his life said... Fuck that noise. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And this is true for a lot of people. Need I, you know, have to go down the line of the, uh, you know, Colonel Sanders didn't fucking come up with KFC till he was 50. Yeah. Quincy I, Jones yeah. didn't produce Thriller until he was in his 50s. I think we need to remember that, that there's a more, a more likely chance that you're not going to figure out what you want to do and right? what you're good at until your second part yeah. of life. Most people do not emerge from Thank college you. at 22 Thank saying, you. this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, think about all the people you know. Are they all still in the same career? Most of them are not. You and settle. You settle. And it's it's also, it's okay to change. I mean, Pat's always said that about, because I always joke that like my lifelong dream would be to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And of course, I'm like, I'm too old. I'm 38. Like, that's, I'm way too old for that. And then Pat said, no, no, no. Look, no. At, the, look at the list of people who started in their forties, mm. and then Ber went on to be Bernie Mac. Didn't get famous until he was forty. Bernie yeah. Mac fucking struggled his whole yeah. life until he was in his forties, and then God bless him, ended up passing away. Really, just about a decade into his career, yeah. finally seeing the fruits of it. 
We just need to normalize that, you know, you can still do great things even when you're at the halfway point. Well, I think it's about just realizing that you're there. See, because yeah. I, I can and never... And I have to realize that yeah, I'm there right now. I could never understand that. Like, when I would read stories of, uh, you know, John Prine, legendary singer-songwriter. Without him, there's no Bob Dylan. John Prine, who passed away uh, due to COVID, during COVID, he was a postman. Yeah. He was a USPS postman, and in his late 20s, when I assume you've been working at the fucking post office for 10 yeah. years, you're probably thinking, like, I'm on my way, trucking towards retirement. He gets his guitar, goes up on stage, and ends up singing a song and decides, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And you just got to realize you're at that part. Like and you're okay. You're at that part where you've done something, and now that something is over, and now is when you go do the other thing. And who knows which thing is going to define your life more? You don't know. Well, and I'm I'm also kind of struggling, like, I went to my first Irish dance class the other night mm. here in Tucson, which I've been putting off since we got here. I could have gone the first week, and I didn't because I was just nervous. And I said, I don't know if this is going to continue to be part of my life. And I, I'm afraid that it's not, and I'm not ready for it. But I went to adult Irish dance class, and they said, wow, you're really good. We're going to move you into the champ class yeah, on Thursday course, nights. Once again. Do you want to compete at Worlds? Because we can work realize, on that. Which is, you know what? But that was exciting Listen. because for me, I was like, okay, this can be part of my life. So now I have to work on the money-making part. This is why we love you. And I love you and people love you in general, which is true. Most people love AJ. They just do. They There's meet, a lot of people who don't. It's okay. They, they meet her with a few minutes. They're like, wow, this, you're a good person. It's because you don't realize all this. Okay, if you realize it, you'd be a terrible person because you probably use it to your advantage. You're like the wrestler China. Just watch this whole thing, a documentary on China, the wrestler that passed away, that legitimately her friends said she died not understanding the level of fame or impact she had in the world, which in her world, especially amongst female yeah. professional athletes, she had a huge impact, but still... She revolutionized it, yeah. She could never get that through in her head. And I'm not saying you're like, China, not, no offense to you. No, I, that's okay. But what I'm saying is... I'd love to have a China paycheck. But, like, you're the same way where you're such a good person and you have such hustle and you're so good at, at numerous things, well, but you don't see it, which is good, which is part of your charm. I think you know? a lot of it, too, is that in radio... Thank you. Thank you. When I got into radio with Pat and we started doing our morning show, the goal back then before radio really took a dump, and it was already, trust me, it was a, it was mid-dump when, yeah. when we got started doing our morning show. They were turtle-heading yeah. turtle hard. What did my, uh, my friend Jesse say? He said, only the best will survive. Here's, here's, and he said that in like 2009. Here's how it happened, folks, was in 1996, the radio broadcast industry ordered a craved case of White Castles. <laughs> in 2000. They felt the grumble in their tummy. And then in 2006 is when the turtle head started. <laughs> and right about the time we got in. As a morning show. Is when the sliders that we all know slide so easy in. That's why they're called sliders. They started to slide easy out. We didn't, to be honest with you, I don't think we thought maybe... We were maybe a year into our morning show, and they were starting to lay radio people off, like, in mass amounts. Those are when the mass firing started. big, like, thousand people yeah. per day and, and And multiple times per year. It would happen, like, twice a year. Yeah. And we're like, we are never going to make it through this. Yeah, like, you started figuring out, like, oh, shit. And 
strangely enough, we did. But back then, the goal was always get to a major market, which just means uh, one of the big cities. And you just want to, for the paycheck. Really. Yeah, That's because the then you'll, you'll start making six figures and, and the fruits of your labors will be realized. That never happened for us because those jobs went away. They were gone, yeah. So still, I have this feeling deep down that I didn't achieve my radio goals, but I also mm. realize that they're not achievable anymore. Those, yeah. those goals don't exist anymore. See, you can't I, do that. You I was cannot. Gonna, I was going to ask you if that's maybe not the root of some of your anxiety. I think it is, yeah. The fact that I kind of consciously made the decision, like, hey, I'm getting out of this. Yeah. Even though we didn't know at the time, like, we were definitively going to get let go, I just said, look... I'm going to get out of this. Here's what I want to do. And you kind of then were left to do your own thing, which yeah, is so I funny. Also, I also, but I don't want anybody to think that you like forced me to quit the morning show. Like no, I, no, no. I was done with radio too. I'm like, yeah. screw this business. This is, this is a, a losing game. No matter how many times you yeah. win, you're always going to yeah. lose. You're always going to get laid off to save a buck. No matter how well you did in the ratings, no matter how many people listen, it didn't matter. But I really wondered, I'm like, I wonder if how she going to do, how is she going to find her way? What's that like? Are you going to have that feeling of, I left unfinished business? Like you said right yeah. there, like, like, I didn't get to the major market, um, so that's unfinished business that I didn't un- get a chance. But you did get considered, though. Yeah. I mean, you were like, I mean, as an entity, Pat and AJ got much more major market interest than, like, Pat Clark as a solo, well, you know, Well, we dude. just, we didn't talk about it because we didn't want it to affect the jobs we had. I well, mean, yeah, we, you don't talk about those things. We were looked at in cities like Baltimore and San Diego and where else? I Chicago. Forgot. Chicago. Um, and to be honest with you... They ended up like hiring people that already worked there instead of b- bringing somebody in because it was cheaper. Yeah, it's it's all, cheaper, yeah. Everything that's happened in radio is about saving a dollar. And and that's why I, do, I look at it as unfinished business, but I also don't because those major market jobs don't exist anymore. Those no. paychecks don't exist anymore. There's a few left, but they're going to be gone see, like, too, and they know it. But see, like that's what I was saying where it was funny. One one radio station's already reached out to AJ here in uh, the Tucson market, and before we knew um, what kind of a situation it is, which is bad. Oh, it's terrible. Um, it pays less <laughs> it, it, than it, it, my yeah. first radio yes. job. <laughs> but I remember asking you, I said, okay, so let's just say somewhere in Tucson there's a station that says, hey, here's this individual. She's a pro. She lives here now. She's on the loose. The husband's out of the game. I think she'd be great. I wonder, like, would you take the job, even if it in, it entailed all the things that you thought negatively about the industry? Like, it would get you back on the air. It would get you on the air in a big market. I mean, Tucson's a big market. Yeah, but that's the painful part, is that it pays so little. And but it's, it would it's, pay, not, it's not even a living wage. It, it would pay little, and of course, you would dedicate, you know, way more time, time than it deserves. Than yeah. it deserves. You'd be running all around town. You wouldn't have time to sit here and stare at our pool. Is that something you do just to be able to put a period on it? Um, it depends. I mean, that, that's the thing with all of these little uh, kind of, um, you know... Uh, embers I have in the fire right now is that I'm right now it looks like I'm going to have four very part-time jobs and I'm also expecting like one of those may not work out to my advantage I may not I may not be able to fit it in or it may not give me enough can everyone uh please stop posting the memes about how unemployed people uh won't go back to work because look at AJ just took four jobs yeah please go fuck yourself she took all four jobs please with there's three other people out there that can't go back to work because AJ took their jobs but
so when we made the decision to move to, well, really Hawaii, but then Tucson, we also made the decision that we needed a new mattress. Yeah. You know, I feel like we all know if you need a new mattress, that you need a new mattress. I think we all take it for granted, though. I think if you have a mattress, you're like, it's all good. I got a mattress, even if you know it's bad. And we quickly made the decision to jump into the world of box mattresses simply for the convenience factor of AJ being able to show up after a cross-country drive here at our new home in Oro Valley. And having a, a mattress waiting at the front yes, door that's was what she very wanted. appealing. She just wanted to pull up in the, in, in the driveway and push in this box and have a mattress. Because trust me, we've moved to places before where we have slept on the floor on the first night. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and I said, I am too old for that. <laughs> after those nice long cross-country 18-hour yeah. driving days. After the three and a half yeah. days driving cross-country, I can't sleep on the floor. I'm too old for that. So we ended up settling on and. And there's so many choices, right? Like there you, are a lot. There's a lot. Um, we ended up going with Casper. Casper was the mattress we got. And we were originally going to get a purple. And purple, I think, I feel like purple is the most well-branded. Well, I think because it, it was one of the first ones to really, really push themselves on you, like in social media. Like that was one of the first ones. That one and Nectar, those are the two first ones I saw. Yes, yes, Nectar was Nectar another one, Nectar and right? Purple were the two first that I'm like, wow, they'll just like deliver a mattress to your house in a box. So, and and the reason why we went with Casper over Purple is is totally a stupid, silly, cheap reason, but this is how Pat, Pat logic works, is that I was going to make the order, and it was over um, Earth Day or Earth Day weekend or okay. whatever, and they were running some kind of a, uh, Earth a sale. Day special. And I had kind of started the purchase and then paused and was like, well, you know, and we sat on it and then like we waited because I wanted to see how much it, it would be like sure. with everything, with taxes, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Waited a week. I went back. The special was over. Oh, uh, womp, womp. And it was only like 10%, but now I'm like, well, now it's 10% more. Yeah. And, and now and I'm and, upset about it. And mattresses, even when you get them in a box delivered to your front door, they're never super cheap. No, no, no. These are quality mattresses. Do not think that you're going to get some bargain basement $100 mattress. Yeah, no, this is like the kind, this is a decent mattress, and it costs the same as a decent mattress. They just bring it to your door, and you don't have to go to a store for it. So after the sale expired at Purple, the Casper Sleep Original Hybrid Mattress wow. was the one that we had. Winner, winner. Settled on. Chicken dinner. By the way, through Amazon. You got that through Amazon? That's through Amazon. It was Prime. Well, yeah, you got to remember that most major stores have their own Amazon store now. And they do have their They're own. Smart. In fact, I believe if you go to the Casper website, they push you to Amazon. Yeah. They don't even want to deal with that shipping shit. They let Jeff Bezos do it. So this is, so the one that we got is not all foam, by the way. Notice it's, it's a hybrid. Yeah. So it's a hybrid of both coils and foam. I will let you know right now that it's very heavy. It is not like it's it's not the type of mattress that you can really manhandle with one person. See, now I was going to say you can, but it's hard because this was and that's a, literally my only complaint about it. It's not even a complaint; it's just a heavy mattress. But now this was a big thing when it was getting when when we, when we were ordering it. I said, "Now AJ, it says in here we can deliver it and bring it in." For an extra fee, of course. And then it, and, and, and it said, we recommend two people, two people to do this. You did very brazenly say, I can do it 
on my own. But what did we do first? I said, let's watch some YouTube videos. Yeah, we Unboxing did. videos. And there's tons. And there's a ton of them. And I said, let, I want to see one where it's just one person doing it. Not two people. I want to see what it's like if one person unboxes and so it. You concurred through a YouTube video and just your own yeah. gusto. You said, you know what? I can do it on my own. And I did. Now that you did it, which entailed moving the box from your front door through your home, pretty much to the the end of it. Yeah. We have, what, an 1,800 square foot home. Yeah, the bedroom's all the way in the back. So it went from one corner of the home to the other. So a full 1,800 square feet. That part was a little difficult. I remember doing it thinking, wow, I bit off more than I can chew. But then I also said, well, we have hardwood floors and I'm halfway there. So okay. once that's the thing. Once it gets in the bedroom, that's it. That's where it goes to die. So, so you pushed it through the home begrudgingly. And opening the box, what was that like? Um, I wanted to be very careful, even though I knew it was like, sh- it's like crazy shrink wrapped, of course, because that's it's, the whole thing, it's right? A, it's a king size mattress in a small box. Yeah. So um, I did watch it. I do recommend watching unboxing videos so you know what to expect. Yeah. Um, you, you can cut the box open and it is shrink wrapped layers and layers, but you got to be careful. Um, I, uh, it's hard because. You aren't. I, so we had a, a king box spring here at the house. Yes. The, the last people Came who lived there. with the home. They, they left it here. So I had that on the floor ready to go saying, okay, now I know how big this thing's going to be. I know where it's going to go. Um, once you unbox it, it needs a few hours to kind of totally fluff up. And I recommend getting it in place where you want it to be before you unshrink wrap it. Because if you unshrink wrap it and it like, you know, inflates or whatever, say, it, it becomes the mattress. Just, yeah. It becomes a huge mattress. It is literally, um, the old, I mean, who hasn't seen a prank video where someone has those instant inflatable rafts yes. and they open it like inside of someone's car and, and it just explodes it out. The openly, windows, yeah. I mean, that's what it does. And this is what this does. As yeah, soon it's a little as bit you, slower, but yeah. But as soon as you get it going out, out of the shrink wrap, you are inflating essentially a king size or whatever size mattress you are. So it's incredibly heavy in the shrink wrap. So I recommend putting it exactly where you want it to be while it's still in the shrink wrap. Okay. Because it's not as heavy when it inflates, so to speak, but it's huge. It's huge. And it's, it's heavier than just a regular mattress mm-hmm. because I've had regular mattresses that I can move around by myself. This one was like, Move each corner maybe an inch at a time sure. to get it where I wanted it to be. Yeah. I feel. Listen, I just it's had. Heavy. I just had to haul a king size mattress down a flight of stairs yeah. and down a mattress by myself in Michigan. So it's, I it's fully hard. understand how much it sucks. Yeah, no, but I I really really like this mattress. I'm kind of it. It depends on the time of the year. I'm kind of a hot sleeper this time of year, and I, I imagine all the time now that we live in Arizona. And this one said it was kind of a cooling mattress. I'm not going to go that far on it, but each person's so now, different. you did also move this mattress into Tucson, Arizona during the summer. I know, and that's why I'm saying I'll probably be a hot sleeper for good now because we live in Arizona. So the Amazon listing, in case people are wondering, says... That this Casper mattress provides zone support, three zones of targeted support for proper spinal alignment, softer foam around the shoulders. I agree with that. Provide more relief to the upper body, firmer foam under the hips, waist, and lower back. 
yes. help align your spine. I agree with that because in the last like year, I've started sleeping with a body pillow between my legs to kind of align my oh, hips and stuff. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. And I have found that with the body pillow and this mattress, like my hips don't hurt in the morning and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I can totally agree with that. It does... It provides more support than your average mattress. Now, this is, again, the interesting part where you're going to go against this. It also boasts about a layer of airscape perforated breathable foam that increases airflow and circulates air so you don't get too hot at night. Disagree. The tiny holes move hot air and body heat away. Again, but people, each person is so different that I wouldn't like base my... Now, I can tell you I have not felt hot at all on this mattress. Well, but hang on a second. The day you arrived, mm-hmm. I put a cooling mattress pad on top of the mattress. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, because I was, I mean, I was sweating like profusely. And it was like the kind of sweating where you can't even sleep well. And like, I, again, it could be partially because we're in Arizona I was in the gonna summer. say, you literally, that's during a heat wave. It's, I know. When <laughs> it spiked up to 100 degrees. So I did buy a cooling mattress okay. pad and put that on top of it, which seems okay. to help. So, and again, this may be something that... Um, and I feel like that's just so different for each person. Well, and from region to region. If you live in yeah. uh, North Dakota, perhaps you want a mattress that can keep you a little bit warmer yeah. because you have a majority cooler days. Uh, it also talks about how, in a uh, combination, the springs help add lift and support this mattress to give you a firm Broad edge to edge support. Yeah. Which I agree as a bigger dude. Yeah. Getting in out of mat and not even like I'm not trying to say I'm like like obese or anything. Although my BMI says I am. Um, Thanks a lot, Doc. I think everybody's Thanks, BMI doctor. says we're Thanks, obese. <laughs> but I mean, I'm about uh two seventy five, right? And six what are you, six feet tall? Six feet. So I'm a little bit of a bigger dude and I can definitely tell you it's getting in and out. It seems very firm. I don't feel yes. like I'm like I'm lumping things up. Oh, and it's super firm. It, it, even though there's a lot of like memory foam in it, yeah. like it just um, it kind of it, it goes back to its original state once you're out of it. So that's we're about what thirty days in. I mean, I've only been here two weeks, but AJ's had it for six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, about uh, closer to seven yeah. or eight. Yeah, um, I like it. And yeah, I liked it too. It was pretty middle of the road price wise. It definitely wasn't one of the cheapest. It's definitely not one of the most expensive. I say you can go more expensive. Um, I think ours was a little bit more because we have the hybrid of the springs, and I did that because I'm a bigger dude. You know, yeah. if I was maybe 150 pounds, and I would maybe get all memory foam. Yeah. But I just feel like I need some springs in there underneath all that. Um, so there's many options. It's all through Amazon. I literally had to delay. When I was going to order it, because it was going to get shipped faster than AJ <laughs> was going to get here, and we were concerned about it, like sitting outside. Yeah, I don't want like a mattress in a box sitting outside. A, somebody could take it, and B, it's a hundred degrees out. Although, here. again, and I think we brought this up on a similar or a previous podcast. I'd love to see someone on a ring camera try to steal try it. Try it. It's like, huge. If, if they they thought it was a light box, and they're oh, like, no. "Holy shit!" The box is as big. Drag it down the driveway. The box was as big as me, <laughs> and it was heavy. So so that would have been a funny, but, I would love to see you try and be covert and steal that. But so, I mean, ordering through Amazon, I yeah. literally was like, well, I got to wait another two days to order it because it's going to end up showing up there early if I order it now. So it's easy to order. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get that with no shipping. So And Casper, it's also, what did you say? It's like a 30-day guarantee if you don't like oh, it? Oh, no, way more than really? that. They're all like 60 days, somewhere like a year. Let's find out. What is it here? See, and I like that because you're not going to know if you like a mattress till quite a ways in. So, yeah, Casper gives you um, 100 nights. 
Wow. That's a long time. And there's like a whole nother apparent market about these secondary ones that yeah. had been in people's homes and well, then they want to return them. I was going to say, you said, you said, well, you know, if you don't like it, we can send it back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that just seems like way more, uh, you know, what's the word conflict than it's worth. I mean, it is a big to do. I do feel like, but you, that don't that didn't you say they don't make you send it back? There is, the, I don't know if they, some don't make you send it back depending on your region. And by region, I mean like if you're in New York city, you know, it's so I mean, I can populated. guarantee they don't make you, they're not going to say, Hey, box it no, up and pay for but, it. But, but I have heard about, there are local, like almost wholesalers who buy the secondary ones and, and resell them. Yeah. Or, or they're the ones that collect them from, you know, people okay. like i don't know i'm not quite sure i'd want that one but it shows that yeah. there is a hundred night guarantee so if you're cool. that worried about going on amazon through an app ordering a mattress yeah. there is a 100 night guarantee and that seems to be by the way pretty much the standard, uh, standard for all of them so yeah. no re- i mean you know why not so there you go uh the casper is what we tried and i think I, i'm gonna this is totally a mea culpa this is just for me i think my aim's been off a bit recently i i, I want to change it a bit so tonight no britney spears jokes and here's why Here's exactly why britney spears I'm not doing that. Brent, listen, when she, the kind of weekend she had, she was checking in out of rehab, she was shaving her head, getting tattoos. That's what she was doing this weekend. This Sunday, I was 15 years sober. So I looked at her weekend and I looked at my own weekend and I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'd rather have my weekend. But what she's going through reminds me of what I was doing. It's an anniversary, you start to think about it. It reminds me of where I was. 15 years ago when I was living like that. Now, I'm not saying Britney Spears is an alcoholic. I, I don't know if she's an alcoholic or not, I, but she clearly needs help. This is a tweet from uh, Rory Cooper. Rory Cooper is... Who's Rory Cooper? <laughs> ...is the brother of our friend Jason Cooper. And we used to work with Cooper. He was a news guy in our old radio world. And um, I guess more so his brother is probably known as being... A Washington D.C. talking head. Yeah, he's a political consultant, Michigander. Yes, um, I think his biggest, most high-profile job was assistant to then Speaker of the House Eric Cantor. If you can go back uh, in your political playbook and remember that time, and he tweeted this: "I'm genuinely invested in and rooting for Britney Spears <laughs> at this point." <laughs> I thought it was a political tweet. <laughs> she has been abused by those who were supposed to protect her. I then tweeted at him and said, by the way, Rory, we're going to book you on your first non-political interview. <laughs> you want to come on our podcast he did and get not back. talk politics? He did get back to us at any time. Sweet, call him. Because he's so busy. He's like, this is way better than being like the never Trump Republican on, you know, whatever <laughs> That's what new he did, show. Yeah. That's what he had to do for two years. Uh, I thought that was funny because Rory is uh, just one of many unlikely voices that I both know personally, intimately, and not at all, who I would not suspect would be genuinely expressing empathy for Britney Spears. And the reason why they are is because Britney Spears has spoken out for the first time in court in, in I believe, two years Yeah, over her conservatorship. Now, she's already had kind of like um, a big year because the documentary came out on uh, Netflix, which was actually part of, like, 
Was it like part of like the New York Times investigates or some shit yeah, like that? Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't. It was a documentary, but it was part of a series. Yeah, it's kind of like watching a Dateline. Yeah, and then they did an episode on her. On her, yeah. But so we we really got a great, not a great, but a interesting and just mind blowing retroactive look at Britney Spears, who she was, how she was treated, and how she found her way to where she is now, which is essentially a 39-year-old woman who has zero control of her life. It's pretty messed up. I think my favorite tweet about it so far, and I don't remember who who tweeted it, but it was, hey, I think we all owe an apology to the leave Britney alone guy, because he was right. He He was was right. Yeah. The movement's called Free Britney. Have you seen that hashtag anywhere? If you have a gay friend, you've had to have seen Free <laughs> somewhere. Come on now. This is a movement, and it's been basically a very l- almost less threatening QAnon where, <laughs> wow. where like QAnon does dumb shit where they're like, a cicada landed on Joe Biden's neck, and that means... <laughs> And the, the end is nigh. The Free Britney movement does things like watches her Instagram yeah. and says, oh, she had a flower vase yeah. in the back of today's video that's always on the right-hand side, and it was on the left-hand side, and that means... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty extreme, but, but the intentions are good. The intentions are good. I think unlike QAnon, the, attention, yeah, the intentions are good. Um, the in- But the Free Britney movement starts dissecting her social media, which is limited to Instagram, mainly dance videos. So that's where I think it gets like the creepy vibe where it's mainly people just trying to decipher the caption. Yeah. And the dance and maybe the song. Well, she even said that like yesterday that, you know, this is, it's the facade she puts on, but here's what's really going on behind the scenes. And it is Pretty jacked up, man. So the Free Britney movement has kind of been growing around the conservatorship hearings, which in the beginning were all about Jamie Spears. Yeah, her dad. Her dad, who at this point I think is estranged from the family, right? can't imagine why. Like he's gone. And he was initially in control of Britney Spears, and this all stems, of course, from her very public... Mental breakdown. Mental breakdown, which... As we learned retroactively looking back on it, and again, I was doing morning radio in Seattle when this shit was happening. So I remember kind of being in the middle of this and the Paris Hilton going to jail. It was this. Yeah, you had to ride this really fine line between like empathy and entertainment. Yeah, because it was just a hurricane of is this shit really happening? Like, you're seeing these people crumble right in front of yeah, you. Yeah, like, what is happening, and, and is this real, and is this part of the shtick, or is this not? And when Brittany had the mental breakdown... So she shaved her head, she attacked a photographer with an umbrella, which is covered in the documentary. But all of this eventually leads to these conservatorships, which says you cannot be in control of your money. Now, these can be um, instituted for a... Myriad of reasons. A lot of older folks. I was going to say the majority of conservatorships are for older people who may have something like yes. dementia yes. And, and cannot handle their own finances. Yes. And, you and need their own someone that, very much like I became. In, I mean, I was a power of attorney, which is somewhat of a conservatorship for folks who don't have millions of dollars to their name, I suppose. 
for my mother. Why? Because my mother, you know, had Alzheimer's dementia. And at a certain point, when a telemarketer would call her home, she'd agree to anything. And then, you know, a thousand dollar oven shows up at the front door. Meanwhile, she's in a diaper. So, you know, look at that. Should she really be in control of her money? So in those moments, yes, you have someone sometimes related to the family, like myself, who comes in. This person now is in charge of the purse strings, which is um, a good and safe and honest thing to do. It's also, in a case like Britney Spears, um, sometimes the right thing to do. How many rock stars, music stars, eccentrics with money have we seen go down because no one could tell them anything Nobody different? Nobody tells them no, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying that cutting off the purse strings can solve it, but boy, it can... Uh, it can help. I mean, money opens a lot of doors, and when you all of a sudden don't have it and don't have the access to it, I do feel like that has to, like, yeah. you know, tamper you down. So I'm not to say that something like this shouldn't be done at some point in time. But for someone to have lived under this conservatorship for as long as she's been under it. Well, and that's what they always say about it is that it is mainly for older adults who have things like dementia, Alzheimer's, all that stuff. And what's the end game there? They sadly end up passing away. You're talking about a 39 year old woman who, by the way, has has very not so slyly indicated she will not perform again. Yeah. Until she's out from underneath this thing, because. These conservators started asking for fucking raises. Yeah. Because they said, well, we're con- we're a conservator over an estate, and now we're helping this estate make money. Yeah. So, so we, we, should, want we want more money. So now it's a fucking business. It's a business, Like, yeah. she's already been a business. I was going to say, Britney Spears has always been and will continue to be a business, but yeah. this is not the right kind of business. So the reason why the tweets come this week is because for the first time, now she spoke once before, but it was sealed. Yeah. No one knows what she said, right? Sealed under court document. Yesterday was the big one because we've never heard her speak about it. She spoke in open court. And this was finally like we're everyone. I feel like it's it's the free Britney people are waiting. This is their moment. Is she finally going to say thank you for all your support? Is it going to be the opposite? Is she going to get up there and say everything is fine? Leave I don't understand why everyone's so up in my business. No, she got up there yesterday and said, hey, here's how messed up it really is. Um, I have an IUD in my body, so I can't have kids. And I also can't go to the doctor ha- to have it taken out. That's fucking crazy. Because of the conservatorship. That's she said, crazy. Which, that's that's the big one that everybody's been touching on today because that. That goes beyond money. That that turns into they control that's her like ster- body. Sterilization. Yeah. That's like that's literally saying we're gonna sterilize. You cannot these have people. children and we're making that choice for you is what they did. That's that's the one up. that's the one that's really getting people today. Because money is money and money is always a, a pain in the butt and a problem, especially the more you have. But now we're talking about they're controlling her body. So and, and she's been dating and and I've talked about this and she's saying, Oh, I can't get the IUD out. And I want to have another child. And and look, look, she's a 39-year-old woman. Yeah. That clock is ticking. Yeah. Not like you can keep cranking them out safely from for that much longer. And I've said how she seems to have a penchant for um, young hot dudes. She does. She's very stunted. And it's, Can't imagine why. And it seems like she... And But I even told AJ, I said, but you know what? If she wants this dude... Who cares? ...to be the next K-Fed and to be I'm, the father of, of one of the kids... And if he wants that, then... I don't give a shit. No, I don't Let care. her do it. Not my business. It's why It should never be a problem if a woman wants a younger guy, because it never seems to be a problem if a guy wants a younger woman. 
So she said that she's been forced to be on um, medications, psychotropic medications. She says she was put on lithium, which is a medication for bipolar. My mom was on lithium she was for ever. many, many years <laughs> yeah. until it was discovered that um, it, long-term lithium use can do a little bit of damage to your uh, kidneys. So my mom ended up having to switch off lithium, which was not fun. No, that was for bad. For a bipolar two woman to all of a sudden be taking off her lifelong meds. It was real bad. Brittany said lithium is a very, very strong medication and a completely different medication than what I've been on before. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much. Stay on it longer than five months. I felt drunk. I couldn't even stick up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad about anything. I told them I was scared. And they had six different nurses come to my home to monitor me while I was on this medication that I didn't want to be on to begin with. Ugh. So, yeah, this goes so far beyond money. And I think that's the part that shocked everybody is it we all thought it was just going to be, well, my dad controls my money. My dad controls this. My dad. Now we're talking about controlling her health and her body and her well-being. Um. She went on to say, my family didn't do a goddamn thing. Shocking. Anything that happened. They just cashed checks. She said, anything uh, that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me what I had to do. And, And unfortunately, that is part of being a child star. But she's talking about, like, recent memory. Like, that. not when she was, like, 15. And she talks about the social media stuff because this is kind of a big... Like I said, the QAnon part of the Free Britney movement is that they try to decipher every post, these Instagram posts. She said, I thought I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I'm traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. Yep. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. Oh, honey. And I'm depressed. That's fucking nuts that... And I don't even, to be honest, I feel bad that I don't know what this, so can, can this judge now end it? Is that how this goes now? Like, I does don't he know. say it's over? I don't, look, this is just a hearing in it? I don't know. I mean, just put it into, put it into context of your own life. Like, I'm almost the same age as Brittany. I make way less money than she does, mm-hmm. but I'm in control of my money. I'm in control of my body. I'm in control of my life. And am I mentally yeah. stable? Is anybody really mentally stable? I mean, I'm on medication. Can you imagine? I mean, just here's my thing. Stop the conservatorship. See if she can keep it together. That's yeah. a, I mean, this is a very easy solution is yeah. get rid of her dad and all of this bullshit. And if she keeps it together for herself, for her kids, for the rest of her life, like great. The kids are almost like totally grown. Exactly. Like if she keeps it together, awesome. If she can't keep it together then maybe it's time to, you know, go back and examine it. But it's a very simple solution here. Um, she ended her comments by saying, I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. Basically, yeah. this conservatorship is doing more harm than good. I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I feel ganged yeah. up on. I feel bullied. I feel left out and alone. I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have same rights as anybody. This was not supposed to be a permanent thing. And like I said, with senior citizens, the end game is that, well, they're, when they die, then the conservatorship's over. Now you're talking about a woman who, this started in her late 20s. Like, so, this was never supposed to be one of those things that lasted. Think about that. Think about that. This is from 
when I got to Seattle, okay? That was 2007. 2007. From then, pretty much until now. That's 14 years. That's how long she's been supposedly needing of this conservative. And, and you forget, too, and it, they do explore it in the documentary that, God, she was so young when she got famous and everything happened so well, fast. She was a mom by the time she was like, what, 23? 23, 24. And like, yeah. I, was a, I became a mom at the exact same time. Yeah. And I know it, back then I felt young. In hindsight, I'm like, wow, I was a baby. She popped out two kids quickly in her early 20s because she had already had her career. Yeah. She was already rich and famous. And no, I mean, no wonder she went downhill. I mean, can you blame her? My gosh. I remember, uh, who was it? Craig Kilborn. Very famous monologue now. He had a late night show. Man, my mom loved Craig Yeah, Kilborn. she did. She wanted to marry him so bad. <laughs> In retrospect, a lot of people really fucking liked that show. My mom loved it, Everyone too. loved yeah. that show. Um. But he had a very famous monologue where in the midst of all that, he said, hey, by the way, guys, no more Britney Spears jokes. And before yeah. the audience can kind of figure out if it's, you know, if shtick, it's stick, yeah, he goes into really a lengthy, especially for a late night monologue. I'm talking five, six, seven minute long. Really rant about how this is at its core, a young mom yeah. going through some shit. And what are we doing other than laughing at her and pointing fingers when we should all really be saying, do you need some help? Well, and they, they, they talk about that in the documentary, the famous, you know, she had obviously been on the downslide for a while. She was having a lot of trouble. She was probably yeah. very postpartum depressed. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us women, admittedly, myself as well, don't realize it till later on. You're like, wow, I really was postpartum. But in the documentary, they explore the events on the day leading up to her um, attacking the photographer with the umbrella. Yeah. Because I think the shaving of the head was bad enough, but then when she was photographed attacking the guy with the umbrella, that was all about her kids. Like, she was, she wanted to see her yeah. kids. They wouldn't let her see her kids. It was all centered around the she, children. Yeah, yeah, she was with her cousin. She and wasn't her, just out partying no. and having a good time. She, yeah. and her, she told her cousin, drive me to K-Fed's house. I want to see the kids. K-Fed wouldn't let her in. And she lost it. And, like, her cousin tried to tell the photographers, like, stay away. Like, I was going to say... Look, being a Southsider from Chicago, I've seen shit like this play out yeah. on the block every single day. It just doesn't happen to be a famous person. Yeah. Right? I see women, and I see men, and I see husbands, wives, fathers, mothers lose their fucking bananas and have a breakdown. But again, it's yeah. just not someone who's that publicly scrutinized. Well, and she was so sexualized from an early age. Oh, yeah. And and again, that documentary, that that episode... Really makes you feel bad. I mean, wow. us us too. We felt bad for the way we, you know, we all kind of pointed and laughed at her and said, yeah. Brittany's having a breakdown. And then all of a sudden it wasn't so funny anymore and she needed help. I remember when um, that happened when we were in Seattle, myself and my producer crafted like an open letter to Britney Spears because it kind of had crossed from being odd and nutty to like, what the fuck is going on? And it was um, the, because I remember the watching. VMA. Yes, it was on it was on, on my birthday. Remember that? Yeah. We went out to dinner and I said, man, I can't wait to watch the VMAs tonight. To We're see. so excited because we thought Britney was going to kill it. We said, Britney's going to come out. This is her out. comeback. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be like, fuck all you haters. I had a bad moment, but I'm the I'm the pop princess of this shit. We plopped down on the couch. Oof. And turned on the TV and we were so excited. And as we watched it happen, we were like, oh my God, this and, is bad. And it is now like a legendary. Fate, a legendarily terrible performance 
but it. She looked drugged. It, she it, looked like like. Well, was, just like she talks about yeah. in her in in the court filing, was she? I mean, she looked undoubtedly some sort of medicated, sedated, and pushed out on stage. Which I have yeah. seen this before. God bless his soul. I saw it with Scott Weiland yeah. of the Stone Temple Pilots about six months before he died. Where the same thing. I said, boy, they got him just good enough yeah. to push him out on stage. Just barely. To get the show done. And that's what it was for her. And for her, it was just a three-minute performance. Oh, it was so It was bad. like, we just need you to come out. And she couldn't even do that. And that's when it got and remember, weird. And it got weird because people... We're giving her shit because of her weight, too. Remember? Yeah, yeah, remember, because she had, like, a little bit of a pooch, and yeah, they were all like, would, Like, no shit. She's, she's got, Spears. Shut she's, the fuck up. She's got two kids, yeah. little kids, no kidding. But it was, it got ugly. But it got we, ugly. My, my producer and I crafted, like, this open letter to Brittany, and we put it up on our station website. And it was, it was really an empathetic letter. Like, don't you know, like, a lot of people are rooting for you and this and that. And I remember we felt so weird about crafting it. Yeah. And we felt even weirder about publishing it and then talking about it because it was like we were still in the midst of oh during it's that time funny yeah and everybody it's was TMZ and we yeah. weren't empathetic yet. no and we were not and this is 2007 conversations about mental health were not happening yet. yeah so I mean it's it's, it's you rough. guys were probably one of the first to not point and laugh at her and say this is serious but here we go 15 years later now and I see a flood of yeah. support from people of all walks of life. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Rory Cooper is a deadhead. That's right, folks. A Republican conservative deadhead. They do exist. <laughs> They're out there. I don't want you to believe that. It's all just one. Um, but, you know, this guy is genuinely expressing support for, boy, I hope this woman can be in control of her life. I mean. Like, that's all walks of life. And we've reached everyone at this yeah. point is like. Give the girl control of her life back. Even Prince George was wearing a free Britney shirt yesterday. Prince George! I'm pretty sure it was photoshopped, but Prince I mean, George was enough. wearing a free Britney shirt. Close enough. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now. At Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.